to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrown. I'm Managing Director of Bright Vision and hosting this podcast, which is probably my best work duty as the CEO. And today we're going to talk about uh, the B2B buying journey and how it's uh, uh, and, and a lot of things around that, especially how a six-figure buyer would buy in 2023 and beyond. And we have an expert in this uh, area with us, as always. But uh, very interesting to talk to Om Prakash Karupanan, who is the founder and CEO of Fuego System. And with that very short introduction, welcome to our podcast today. We're so happy to have you. Same I'm so glad you invited me, Jacob. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Om Prakash Karupanan. Uh, so basically, I run a marketing agency, a B2B marketing agency, uh, Fuego Systems. Uh, uh, we handle account-based marketing uh, strategy and consulting for enterprise SaaS companies and IT service companies across the American market. Okay. And you're based in Bangalore. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. I quite travel on and off no, to the US and back and forth. Okay, yeah, exciting. But that's a famous city, at least here in Sweden, for all the a tech hub with all the tech companies. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's where I live. Yeah, interesting. So thanks for staying up late, since it's uh, quite a few hours between uh, Sweden and uh, Bangalore. But anyway, um, so let's dive into it. And the reason why we wanted to have you on the podcast is that you have put out quite a few interesting articles around um, the funnel and you have some ideas around you know the funnel where we drive buyers to making a buyer decision and so forth and yeah can we give us a little bit of take why you think it's so important that we rethink a little bit how we do and think about the funnel from a b2b buyer perspective yeah, exactly. Um, this is because uh, you know when we started handling um, clients uh, in the B two B IT service industry, uh, we slowly started realizing the buyer journey is not the same. It used to be a decade back, or even five years back, uh, because uh, uh, when we started marketing, uh, we used to send cold emails. We call my first sales call was just a call call I just made a call and then I was able to close a meeting that was way back in 2005 I, I, I lived in Chicago and then made a call to LA I was able to do it you know right from there and I had to travel all the way from Chicago to LA to make a sale but uh, all all of that buyer journey has uh, doesn't exist anymore right so the b2b buyer journey is completely changed uh, the buyer is quite aware of uh, all the problems, quite aware of uh, your product. They are aware of uh, uh, most of uh, what you want to tell them about it. But no one wants to hear about, you know, hey, I'm selling uh, this product, uh, you know, over here. It can do so many wonders. It can do this one. Or a lot of companies, you know, would say, 
uh, especially I live in India. So a lot of IT companies in India would say, you know, hey, I'm providing resources for you. It starts from $20 an hour. You know, we are the best resources in the world. You know, but nobody wants to hear all that, right? Yeah. And so the buyer journey, buyer is already, uh, you know, researching online. And when they say researching online, they want to get all the information, uh, you know, before they uh, even pick up the phone and want to make a decision to buy. They're going to evaluate you, and especially the buyer journey evaluation that takes, uh, that is not linear. When I say linear, it doesn't fall into, like say top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. You have a certain sequence of email, uh, a six step email and say, okay, fine. I send the six step email and people, I get the conversions. Imagine an enterprise buyer these days, you just make a call or send a cold email and nobody's going to cut a six-figure check and give them to you, you know, just because you made a cold call and email you sounded so nice uh, you know, and they did not do it because they're going to uh, uh, they're going to give the check only to people whom they can trust people whom they've heard from their peers their co-workers or they've been following your content for a long time they can trust you the trust has been built you know, so the buyer journey is completely changed right now. It's not linear anymore. That's what I meant. So we have to be in places where the, the B2B buyer is making decisions. And the places where this B2B buyer making decisions uh, normally cannot be tracked. So normally they make decisions on groups, on social media, on along discussions with their coworkers, you know, on hearing some podcasts, so it's it's kind of uh, uh, you know uh, you have to be in places, but at the same time you may not be able to attract the places, and you will get to know where they hang out only by doing a very detailed customer research you know, with your existing customers. That's how the B two buyer dynamics is completely changed. It's no more you know uh, just send three emails, five emails, and then you book a meeting and then close the sale. Yeah, that's true. So interesting. So the B2B buyer journey or the funnel is not linear. It, it you know, more, uh, uh, yeah, it could be more ad hoc and, and harder to predict uh, as I understand you. And you also talked a little bit about the dark funnel. Can you explain a little bit what you mean with the dark funnel? Yeah, it's actually dark social. Uh, Dark funnel is more to do with the data, but dark social meaning uh, people who are active on social media, which you cannot track. Say, for example, I'm doing this episode with uh, you and tomorrow I go to tell my coworkers, you know, hey, I had this wonderful host, Jacob, and we had this episode podcast and they're going to go search Google online and find out and see you know, who's Jacob and then go see, but you're not going to be able to track, you know, how they came uh, to your website. So uh, that's dark social. You know? Word of mouth, you know, it starts from word of mouth to saving a, a podcast episode to posting content on LinkedIn, or it could be uh, participating in online events, summits, webinars, uh, all of this together, uh, where you may not be, uh, the software cannot attribute it directly initially, but uh, the, the clients or the buyers would start evaluating you from there. Right? So... Um, last week, I had a customer who came to me, uh, directly messaged me on LinkedIn. 
and said, hey, uh, we have, uh, we think, you know, we want to get started with account-based marketing, uh, you know, can you help us out? Then it just took two calls and I was able to close and I asked him, you know, why did you choose to buy you, uh, you know, from us? I have, I do not even know you, but uh, he said, I've been, he's been following my content for almost six months uh, and I didn't know that. So you've been following and uh, doing the research by yourself. So he's, he's able to build a trust you know, just by, mm. uh, by just by all my LinkedIn posts, you no. Know? So they keep evaluating you, you know, by where you are you know? and the kind of posts you do, like a kind of content you do, on what channels you are, and they are evaluating you uh, on the backside, you know? uh, behind the screen. They keep evaluating you and don't know that. So we have to be ready for that. You know? So mm -hmm. okay, that's great, perfect, and so so interesting. And as a marketeer, as a B2B marketeer in, in tech and software and SaaS, what do you think are the most important implications of, of this more ad hoc, hard to uh, calculate funnel as you experienced it? You know, how should I think as a practitioner B2B marketeer that needs to sell and hit my numbers, you know, and, and drive the leads and all that thing? Yeah, that's a great question, Jacob. <laughs> Actually, um, to be honest, the dark social is very, very um, tough to attribute. Uh, you can try to get as close as possible to attribute the dark social. Um, you can just try and see from your CRM, uh, uh, the first uh, traceable touch, you know, that's the best you can do. You know? There's two or three different ways you can try and collect the uh, attribution. One, you can do it from the software, whatever it gives the first uh, traceable touch you know, that you can get. Uh, next is you have any farm fills you can ask you know, uh, where they come from or manually once they talk to you, you can ask them, you know, how did you first hear about us? You know, the first time, how did you know about us? And then they can mention and you kind of uh, take a blended approach in taking these three into consideration and then forming the attribution. Uh, but um, I would uh, focus rather than, to, you know, trying to get too much into this attribution and tracking and looking at the ROI, I would focus more on getting into one, uh, one, of, one of these strategies first. Say you want to start a podcast, you know? start doing the podcast first. See how your win rates are increasing, how your pipeline is building. You know? Then repurpose the content. Then you go on another channel. You know? So you want to do a webinar, co-host a webinar, you know, do that. But then you see how you know, it comes up. So start a pilot you know, for three months. You know, see, And you will definitely see uh, you know, your pipeline velocity to increase, meaning good quality leads coming to your pipeline. And uh, you will also get to see the wind rates increasing, uh, which will be quite surprising you know, for us. Um, the wind rates increased uh, some of my clients. I could see you know, just from 15%, it could increase up to 40%. The win rate. Why? Because they, they started, uh, you know, becoming so active on social media. You know? All they did was just do some uh, webinars and post, uh, you know, uh, uh, daily on LinkedIn. Uh, those are the basic activities someone can do. You know? mm -hmm. On top of it, if you have the budgets, you can do um, your events or online summits, all of that. And you club it with your advertising budget to promote and distribute these content assets, then you have a you know, absolutely a full cycle of the funnel to take care of the demand gen as well as uh, capturing the demand that you have created. 
so basically i would instead of focusing more on attribution you know where it come from what it comes from you try to will will try to attribute it to the very first traceable touch but at the same time we would focus more on seeing if the wind rates are increasing or not you know if the velocity is improving or not you know, then uh, we know you know these things work and we can take step by step you know, one channel at a time and then you will get to know uh, which is giving you better wind rates interesting so interesting and that's very true so how you're working a lot with ABM uh, campaigns. And um, what would you say is important when you design an ABM strategy today or an ABM campaign where you want to drive? Can you give us any any tactics that you have seen working really well in this uh, in this climate where it's hard to say this is the middle of the funnel campaign, but rather, you know, how do we address? Do you have any examples or tips and tricks where you have seen a campaign perform really well yes absolutely uh what what i could offer is the first thing a lot of people miss is the account research part the very first one um instead of going volume base you know, um, i would just go uh, take even if you're able to take 50 accounts you know or 100 accounts uh, as a pilot or a test uh, the more research you do on those accounts you know the more re you research you go on your existing customers to collect data you know, like why did they come to you why did they what problem did your service or your software is solving and what are the alternatives they look for who all are there in the buying committee you know there might be not more than one decision makers who all are there and definitely every account has a uh, bad person who do not want to take it up right so every account will have such a person who might not want to take your service. So identify those people also and see uh, how you can uh, establish you know, trust with them. Tell them, you know, we are not here to uh, steal your job. We are here to add value to you. So try to add content like that. So identify the entire buying committee members, do the right account research first. Then instead of doing content for SEO, instead of just doing uh, i wouldn't uh, just say you know uh, first you send a blog post uh, you then you uh, write down and send another uh, white paper then uh, finally you send a case study and then you book a meeting says that's not you don't have to do follow the traditional approach you know even you can directly send a case study doesn't matter the first email uh, you send a case study but we should always remember uh, people take time to make uh, buying decisions the minute you send a wonderful case study with, uh, with stunning results and nobody is going to say yes you know it looks good and i will buy from you right away they need time so you should let them have the first touch initially then keep remarketing them i would add some budget on remarketing ads so that's quite affordable compared to the first touch ads so I have a pixel. Uh, the good uh, results we've seen here is, uh, you know, through remarketing ads. The first touch uh, you do through a case study or a testimonial or something, bring them to your website, then slowly nurture them with some of your best content. Keep seeing the you know content engagement. Create a content hub. That's where the magic happens. Create a content hub. The lot of vendors out there who could offer content hub which can help you directly, uh, you know, link you to a, 
personalized links to send to people. You can send uh, personalized content hubs to individual people. And uh, as I mentioned to you in the beginning, even if you're able to select 50 good accounts, you know, uh, do a drill down analysis of each of the account, you know, read their company news, read their uh, uh, ICP, you know, what they're doing, what they've been posting, what is happening, what technology they're using. So mm -hmm. bring all the data, put it in on Excel. You don't need any expensive technologies here for all these things. So, uh, mm -hmm. Write it down, put it on an Excel, write down all of the metrics, all of your findings you know, and put it down. And uh, once you see that, you have so much information. Then you can uh, draft a personalized outreach for each of them individually, plan something. Do not pitch, never pitch so early. Uh, try to, uh, you know, offer them uh, better solutions. Uh, idea, uh, the objective has to be, how do we move on from one email to the other? You know, that's all. I would only focus on that. How do we, how do I bring them to my first email to the second email? How do I keep uh, keep up the interest level the same? You know, I don't want the interest level to drop. You know? Just keep moving them up. You know, from one email to the second email to the third email to the fourth email. Keep running the retargeting ads parallelly, you know? and then keep the engage. Make sure the engagement doesn't go down through your content hub. You know, you will get to see the time they've been spending on the content, uh, what uh, content they're consuming more, how they're interacting then keep a threshold value. You know? So you can have a threshold with a combination of different things. You know? Either they're spending so much time or they're visiting a particular page or a combination of several factors. Once they reach the threshold, invite them for a collaborative session. So I would invite them for a collaborative session. Uh, if I'm running a podcast, you can invite them for a podcast session uh, mm -hmm. or you can uh, invite your uh, you can uh, like one of my client, so they were uh, uh, partnered with MuleSoft. Right? So, so I said, you know, you invite uh, MuleSoft, you you know, invite your uh, prospective buyers, have a roundtable discussion, right? uh, uh, have a good discussion, uh, talk about the problems, talk about do not pitch, even here do not pitch, talk about your problem solution, you know? then have interactive session that builds a lot of trust with your buyers. So when then your uh, session is over, then you have a lot of uh, credibility with the buyers, trust with the buyers, then we can reach out to them, slowly talk about your products, you know, slowly talk about your offerings, you know, then you start pitching them, you'll at least get a response, you know, saying, mm -hmm. hey, you know, we're having this, we're having that, or you know, this is what the problem. So all of that will still be a trusted source for them. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Thank you for laying out that. Uh, uh, I think it's interesting to hear that you actually have had such a good response with uh, content apps. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, can you give an example of a good content app? Because for me, that's a little bit vague. It can include a, a lot of things. So how should a marketeer use the content app uh, to, to use it in a right way? If you can just exemplify that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I can refer to some of the uh, technology vendors there. Uh, if you have bigger budgets, you can go with Path Factory. Uh, Path Factory comes at a bigger budget uh, where they'll help you create, a, you know, the entire personalized content discovery. It's like a landing page where you can create uh, different, uh, where you can 
basically uh, sort all your best content there, give a landing page you know, with all different pieces of content. And you have Total. Turtle is, I, I believe, is a European-based uh, company. I'm not sure. I have to check that. Turtle is also good. They have very good user interface they can offer. And if you're looking for a more affordable options, you have Paperflight. That's a company based out of India. That's more affordable. Uh, so all these vendors, what they do is basically they will uh, uh, make you create a customized, uh, with a custom uh, URL landing page where you can uh, mix and match any sort of content. If it's a, a Word document that uh, drive, you know, from a drive, you want to download a document or you want to link to your existing blog, one blog, one video, one podcast episode, you want to put all of this together into one personalized page and uh, you can create it for like, say you want to send to those 50 accounts, you know, or 100 people, you can send it to those 100 people and track mm -hmm. what each of those 100 people are doing with, the, with that in, inside the content hub. Well, you, you'll be able to map that with your CRM, uh, Salesforce. And mm -hmm. once you map it with your CRM and Salesforce, you will get to see, okay, this particular person has... Uh, I clicked on my content he the, the more content he has consumed here and uh, there you can even have place your ads inside the content hub i've started placing ads inside the content hub where i say okay here uh, reach out for us you know uh, book a call for a meeting and then you, you can watch out if somebody's clicking that or not if somebody's booking through that or not you know you can do different experiments with that and see what is working yeah. what is not working Wow, that's so interesting. And do you see that? So compared to just linking to content on on the resource section on the website, is this much more efficient? And why is that? Yes, that's because this is more personalized to uh, a particular person. Uh, it can even uh, the, the personalization can be done right from uh, the pages to the content. You know, depending on what. Uh, technology vendor you're using uh, it can even it gives you like a think of it like a netflix you know like a netflix it uh, netflix is going to personalize all the content or the movies for you you know the shows the uh, what you're watching it's going to personalize for uh, jacob uh, the personalization for jacob is different from the personalization for om prakash so mm -hmm. um, that's how these content hubs work you know they personalize the content based on each user and that whatever he, they are consuming is going to show up the next best content for them. You know? mm -hmm. And at the back end, we will be able to track, you know, what they have been doing and how much time they've been spending and, uh, you know, uh, which mm -hmm. content asset is performing well and what is not performing well. We can keep changing. You know? And um, it, it just drag and drop and you can always uh, uh, get to change things, you know, on the go. You know? And uh, you can give this to the salespeople. You no know? salespeople can use this. Uh, it comes very handy for salespeople, you know. So mm. the, the salespeople can always send this, you know, they can put this on their um, email signatures you know, and say, okay, I have this, uh, check this out. You can go check this out. People normally click that and go and see, okay, looks interesting. And they may see, you might send one piece of content, but there'll be like four or five different pieces of content and be very interesting for them to go over and see which one they find it useful. Hmm. Because in resources oh. session, yeah, but normally in resources session, you have everything. You may not be able to track, you know, what's, what each individually, uh, each person is doing out of an email campaign, you know? or you run ads and then you bring them and you, you may not be able to map the data into a CRM. But here, 
you can map these users to your CRM and then you will get to know uh, all data is there in the CRM. For example, Salesforce or HubSpot, you will get to see, okay, uh, you know, these people, uh, the engagement level of these people are reaching the threshold or not. So yeah. that's a very good advantage using the content drops. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. So interesting to hear. And uh, from a content strategy perspective and ABM and, and uh, you know, addressing the funnel, what content have you seen lately to perform best? Is it videos or is it, uh, you know, is this still uh, the blog post format viable or what's your take on, you know, creating, creating exciting content that actually gets people to click, whether it's in a content app or on the page or just in the email, you know, what, any, any thoughts around that? Yeah, um, I would say, uh, uh, you know, what doesn't work is eBooks no more. <laughs> eBooks mm -hmm. doesn't work anymore. Uh, and video is always the best form of content. Uh, it still works the best. And uh, people don't uh, want long form content. You know? mm -hmm. Even in today, I was posting, people might start moving towards, uh, you know, no-click content you know, going forward. In 2023, people may want a shorter versions of content. Um, they may not want to see big, long pages and pages of content, right? So uh, they don't want to spend that. So that's why even in our campaigns, what we try to do is if there is a bigger white paper or a industry report, we take that out you know, and create a small presentation. It would just be three or four slide presentation and show it to people, uh, which will summarize and give the entire white paper. And we see that getting a better engagement you know, than presenting the entire white paper to them and people don't have time to read even a demo video right? so you don't want to give an entire demo video for 30 minutes and we see people don't watch the entire 30 minutes we but if we cut you know trim the video to just one minute and show them for two minutes and then make like seven videos like that and keep engaging them you know on and off and different product videos you know you see the engagement uh, better than just sending one demo video for 30 minutes and nobody you know that many people mm. want to see that video. oh that's awesome so video and short content Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Um. Where do you see the best uh, conversion points? How do you convert them to a demo? Or where where do you actually take them off the email track and actually to the live sales track, so to say? Yeah, exactly. So that's the uh, that's the last part of the funnel where um, I, I was ta talking to you about the threshold, right? So when um, when you keep saying, you know, hey, uh, book a demo here, book a demo here, people never do it, but instead. Uh, I we started ungating all our content assets first. You know? So 2023 is not going to be a gated content asset uh, anymore. So we started ungating all our content assets. So 
the demos also, as I mentioned to you, we trim the demos and make it into a shorter videos. See the engagement first. You know? Then when you see you know, people are engaging with the demos, people are reaching out for more product videos, then we keep asking, asking them, you know, did you find this useful? You know, I have something better you know, to talk about you know, some other feature. You know? Would you be interested? So then people start responding, you know, okay, yeah, maybe uh, this time I would be interested at that time. So then that, this happens only towards the end, you know, when you have the highest engagement. We don't want to do this at the top of the funnel when people, the very first time you reach out to people. You know? So these things happen only when we know they've consumed all our content, you know, their, their um, user score is really high. They've been engaging with all our blog posts, white papers. We've been nurturing them for over three months and then we show them this piece of demo and say you know hey this is what it is uh, then we start to get uh, responses you know from people okay so for the shorter videos say so we started pitching them or we invite them for a session you know we say uh, here's a session we have you know there's a uh, there's a sponsored session or we want to invite you, you know for a session here and uh, would you like to participate? So we are also introducing lunch and learn you know, for ourselves, for, for my clients. So we are going to come up with lunch and learn from next month. So basically we want to appreciate their time to come and talk. You know? So we'd say the lunch is on us. You know? Please come uh, share your inputs. You know? uh, please share your best practices over here. And then we invite them for lunch and learn. Uh, it's a very good place to discuss. And you have some good content assets to show to people. And then we have very good trust with them. Uh, then uh, the sales people come in and start interacting with them, start asking their problems, and then suggest, you know, hey, I have this one to solve your problem. So that makes things easier than directly pitching them. <laughs> That's so interesting. Really, really cool uh, to hear how that is working. So fantastic. And uh... Where do you see the landing page go? Is 2023 the year we rethink the landing page and it plays, or do you still think we have a use for landing pages or what's your take on landing page and forms? Oh, see, landing pages are always going to help. You know, there's nothing wrong in landing pages, but it depends on how effectively you want to use. You know, we still keep repurposing our content pieces into blog posts, and we still have blog posts also there. That's where the traditional work of SEO still keeps going on. Nobody's, we don't want to stop it. Right. And same with the resources section. You know, we can keep doing it. We always want to do the. Uh, content, uh, the company news, you want to always talk about the company news, the good news, the ex uh, the celebrations, you want to do all of that. There's nothing stops. No? Uh, mm -hmm. The landing page is the same. Uh, it's not going to stop uh, because you want to create uh, specific landing pages for uh, specific line items, no? the webinar or a, a lead gen ad. No? So mm -hmm. that will go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so interesting. Well, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you have a lot of things, a lot of clients in the States, which keeps you up at night. So that's good for us who <laughs> can interview. But uh, people who want to reach out to you and, and take part of more of your content, you know, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. They can actually um, reach out to me on my LinkedIn profile, uh, Om Prakash Karupani, this Om Prakash Marketing. It ends, no? uh, this 
I haven't seen another Om Prakash in marketing uh, yet. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think it should be easy to find me. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. We have a, a weekly, uh, you know, newsletter uh, post. Yeah? I named it as post. Uh, they can receive some uh, good illustrations on the buying the, the on account based marketing. So, they want they can subscribe to. It, they can directly reach me on LinkedIn. Awesome. LinkedIn is best part of way easier way to reach me. I'm always active on LinkedIn. That's great to hear. Uh, Omar Prakash, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights about the funnel and the dark social and ABM campaigns and trigger points and content apps. Uh, I think everybody listening have learned a lot. So thank you so much and all the best to you and your uh, company. And uh, I hope we catch each other in the future in some way. So uh, we'll keep in contact. But thank you so much for your time. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for your um, time. I appreciate your time and effort, Jacob. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.